Alright, we're on the bottom of Chaf Chafes Amud Aleph. Alright, we're at Zechor Hayisi Baplonis, and as we are on two, three, four, four lines in the bottom. Does that make sense? That's correct, right? Yeah. Okay. Fine. So one of the things that the talking about now the, the person who was a katan when he saw certain things, and now he's giving the testimony when he is now a gadol. And one of the examples was Zechor Hayisi Baplonis Sheyatsa Behinuma Varosha Parua. So he he remembers, uh, you know. Uh, a woman, when she got married, that she was wearing something on a specific thing on her head, and her her hair was uncovered, which is the way that women who were basulos would go out when they would get married. So again, so is that going to be a proof? Or we can use his testimony to prove that she was a basula when she got married. So my time, I says, why do we talk a believer? We are four lines from the bottom on on Chav Chas Aleph. It said like the, the first line of the Gemara said, Hashayish Gadol Imo. Is that specifically just for the case of... This? Oh, the case before? Yeah, or is that for all of the cases in the Mishnah? When it says That's a good question. So we're going to have to see. That's a good question. Um, um, it presumably would be all the cases. Okay. Presumably. Yeah, presumably. Um, but yeah, but let's see. Um, okay, so so again, so what... So the Gemara is going to ask now my time. All right, for... for uh, yeah. My time, what's the reason why we believe him in this case to say that she went out, you know, with this looking a specific way to prove that she was a Basula when she got married? So, why is that? Came in the Rov Nashim Basulos Nisos, Amo. So, the answer is because really he's just kind of confirming what we know already. Most women, get, most women who get married is their first marriage. Right? It's just, it's just uh, you know, most women get married, they're Basulos when they get married. So, he happens to confirm it. Okay, fine, good, thank you. But, even if he hadn't said it, we would have kind of assumed that was the truth anyways. And that's, again, one of the reasons why it's not such a big deal. Because he's not, he's not telling us some big chiddish that we otherwise wouldn't have known. Okay, next example. There's a certain person left the, left the school and they left the yeshiva to go bitovel um, in uh, the mikvah so he could eat truma. Again, seeming to be a, a testimony that the person is a kohen. Says Why would he? How can you believe him? Maybe this person is the evid of a kohen, because an evid of a kohen is allowed to eat truma, and therefore the fact that this he has a recollection that this person used to go out of the school and get and, and go to the mikvah to eat truma, maybe that has nothing to do with the fact that this is a kohen. Maybe it's just an evid kohen. So says Gemara. Besides the Rabbi Shua ben Levi, the Rabbi ben Levi. So no, so it supports the opinion of Rishub and Levi, who says it's forbidden for a person to teach his Evid Torah. Why? Because the, the example is this person left left the school, right? They left the, the yeshiva to go to the, to the mikvah. So why why would we not assume it's an Evid an Evid Kohen? Because an Evid Kohen wouldn't have been in the yeshiva because it's forbidden to teach to teach your Evid Torah according to Rishub and Levi. Okay, this doesn't matter. Really, Velo? really, you're not allowed. But Tanya. Let's say a uh, a um, a master of a slave borrowed money from him, or he made him into a an apotropis, right, a, a, a guarantor on a loan. or he was put on putting he put on with his uh, with his uh, you know his his master there. or he read three psukim. In the shul, so this person doesn't go free because of that. Rashi says, second line in Rashi on the top of the page. 
We don't say, oh, you know, it, it, it must be he was freed already, right? Because if he hadn't been freed, he never would do these things in front of his master. We don't say that. And we say, no, it could be he's still an Evid. Right? So what do you see? It says, You have an Evid who reads three psukim, right? So you see, the whole point that, 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 that's being said, that being made there is that just because he does these things doesn't mean he's necessarily a free person. Right, he may still be an Evid. Oh, still an Evid? And he's, uh, and he's learning Torah? So what do you mean? You just told me that we're passing that an Evid is not allowed to learn Torah. So it says, Gemara, no, Hasam the Ikri Evid Midaito. Right, no, so what's the case here? The case here is not that he taught him. Here is the Evid decided on his own to, to, to read. It doesn't mean that he taught him. Right, he's just reading on his own. That's something else. So Kikam Ridan, the Kanoig Be Minak Banim. Right, and, and, and the point is that he's acting, you know, the, 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 the concern is if you, 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 you mamish teach him, but he's doing it on his own, that's something that, uh, that that's something else. So, so, so that's why this is no, no proof, and it's still, you know, this, is still, this whole still conversation is still proof for, you know, a, a, at least a support from Shubin Levi, who holds it's forbidden for a person to teach, to teach Torah to his Ebed. Fine. Okay. Next example. Litvo lecho betruma. So again, he saw that the person went to the mikvah to eat truma. So what's the case? Again, this is only, if it's the right side, we're not, we're not accepting this testimony. So it must be we're talking about the person going to eat truma derabanan. Right? Because again, the whole point here is that this testimony of this person who's a, who's a gadol, but when he saw the testimony, he was a katan. So it, the only reason for being mikil is because the, the original example was Kim Stars. The Kim Stars was derabanan. Since Kim Stars is derabanan, so we accept this guy, even though he's not a real, real fully kosher aid, we, uh, we accept this. The same thing. It's all cases that are their abundance otherwise or that the testimony is not really necessary, right? That's the examples where we're accepting his testimony. So if, it's, if the guy person is going to eat Shuma Deraisa, that's not going to help us. So the case must be, right, that wouldn't be possible. So it must be the case is Shuma uh, Deraisa. So Rashi explains what's Shuma Deraisa. Fourth one line in Rashi. Kagon, Shuma Schutzlaritz, Operis, Operos, Himninhu Lahani Lachilo Apiyam. So we trust him on the, uh, about these items. Fine. Okay, and back in the Gemara, right? what if the person testifies, and there was a person who was there at the threshing floor, and he was one of the people who, again, was given truma in the, uh, in the, at, the at the threshing floor, again, seems to, to give testimony that this person is a, is a Kohen. So it says the Gemara, Dilma Evid Kohen, he was same question, same question, maybe the reason the person is collecting truma is because he's the Evid of a Kohen, excuse me, not because he's a Kohen himself. Okay, says the Gemara Tanan, Kamanda Amar, in Chokin Chuma Leavid, Ela Im Kain, Rabu Imo. Right, so, oh, so this, this again, this must, this, our Mishnah must be assuming, right, like this opinion that holds that we never give an Evid Chuma unless his master is with him. This on, yeah, it says, it's taught in a bright, so, in Chokin Chuma Leavid, Ela Im Kain, Rabu Imo, the Rabbi Huda, right, that Rabbi Huda is of the opinion that you cannot give Chuma to an Evid unless his master is with him. You could. Why? Because what, what, what can he say? If I'm a Kohen, give it to me because of myself. And if not, then give it to me because of my master. But, meaning, meaning, he can make, that, he can make the claim. Like, I'm, I'm one or the other. Either I'm really a Kohen and you're giving it to me, or you give it to me because I'm allowed to eat Shuma. Because the evidence of a Kohen can eat Shuma. What? Right, so either, right, so either one of them, 
either Cohen himself or uh, Evan Cohen could say so. It's not like when he makes that claim. It's, it's, it's a good point. Like when you read that, it sounds like, oh, he's like making some claim that, that can't be countered. Like, I mean, that's not really the point. I think it's just that he could say, I'm telling you about your truma. He's like, what I mean? I, I can't prove you're a Cohen. He goes, well, fine, I'm not a Cohen. Uh, you know, but, but I'm, I'm at least the evidence of a Cohen. And he can make that claim and we, and we, and we trust him. That's the point. So, uh, so but the bottom line is for us that we, this, our Mishnah, right, who, who, that isn't concerned when a guy says, you know, and by the way, this guy was there at the, at the Goren. So that's, that's proof enough to us that he's, that he's for sure a Kohen and not an Evan Kohen. Why? Because our Mishnah seems to Paskin like Rabbi Yehuda, right, who assumes that you can't give to the Eved um, unless the Rebbe's there. So if you're giving it to him, it must be that you assume that he's actually a Kohen. Okay. So what would happen? Bimkomash Rabbi Yehuda, Hayumal Mitrumal Yuchzin. Right, so in Rabbi Huda's play, Kate, uh, you know, uh, uh, in his community, they would actually go back to our conversation from, from before. They would a person who would eat truma could be told, to, could be you know uh, believed to have you know good lineage, right? Why? Because again, they're more machmir in his town where they're more machmir, right? Rabbi Huda, where they don't allow a not an eved to, to collect truma. So if someone's collecting truma, you could be sure that they have good lineage, that they are a kohen, right? In Yossi's community, they wouldn't do that, right? Because again, Yossi's community, because they're more lenient and they would allow you to give truma to the Eved. The fact that someone's getting truma does not prove to, to me anything about their lineage. It could be their code, they're, they're an Eved. Okay. Fine. So now the Gemara tells a story about this concept. So Tanya, I'm Rebbe Lazar, Rebbe Yossi. So it says Rebbe Lazar, the son of Rebbe Yossi, um, right? Not surprising, the son of Rabbi Yossi, presumably. Well, I think it's some, the same Rabbi Yossi, his son. So he said as follows, In my lifetime, he says, I never ever gave testimony about someone being a Kohen. I never said, you know, there's something about them that, that you know, the truma must be their Kohen. I, I, never, I never ever did that. Fine. Um, this is actually a, a fitting way for the Gemara to kind of like close up this parak, which has been a lot about this conversation about how do we determine someone's, someone's status as a Kohen. So, however, pam <laughs> But one time I did. One time I said, "This person's got to be, uh, you know, it's got to be a coin because he was, after all, he was collecting truma." <laughs> and look what happened. I, it, a mistake happened because of me. They made a keevit into a coin. I said, "If that person's uh, collecting, collecting uh, truma, it must be they're really a coin." So, so the Gemara says, "Hello, What you think that?" That really, because Rabbi Yossi, they mamish made a coin, an evan into a coin? Nah, not true. Rather, rather like this. Why is it not possible? Maybe the kalayadam. We have a rule in general that, and there are gemaras that talk about this. That 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 uh, Hashem will never allow even the animals of Sadiqim to come to make a, to make mistakes. Right? We never allow Hashem doesn't allow uh, you know to to come to, be, to to make huge mistakes. Hashem will step in if they're about to make a big mistake, even their animal. Um, so atzim lo koshkein certainly for them. So we never Hashem would never never would allow you know Rebbe Lazar Rebbe Yosi to make such a big mistake to to, to treat an eved as a coin himself. So so what happened? So ela big shula halos No. He said, no, what happened was, they were about to make an Evan to a Kohen api because of me. And then what happened? Chaza basrei, Rebbe Yossi, ve'alzev aseh basrei, Rebbe Yehuda. So I saw what happened, but, but then I realized what was going on was, we saw what happened in the place of Rebbe Yossi, but we actually gave the, t- gave the testimony in the place of Rebbe Yehuda. And that's what, it, that's, that's what, almost, what almost went wrong, was that they had saw 
you know, the person collecting in Ribiosi's town, ah, uh, in, in, in Ribiosi's town, they would let even even Avadim collect Truma, right? And they went and gave a testimony in the town of Rabbi, in, in Rabbi Huda's town, right? And they, they wouldn't do that. And that's why it, got, it was confusing. But in the end of the day, um, you know, that, that's why it, almost a mix-up almost happened, but it didn't happen in the end. Because he gave the testimony in Rabbi Huda's town? Because he gave a testimony in Rabbi Huda's town, and they, and, you know, and, they, and they're very careful. And, they, and they're very, and they're very careful. But the point is, the reason that could have happened, meaning, how could this mistake have happened? How could Rabbi Yosef make such a mistake? Yeah. The answer was, he saw what he saw. He saw in Rabbi Yosef's town, and the testimony gave Rabbi Yehuda's town. So, when he gave, meaning, how could it even happen? What does that mean? Meaning, Rabbi, Rabbi Yosef's town, they would never accept the testimony of someone who would say, "Hey, I saw that person, needed, you know, collecting chuma at the at the threshing floor. There must be a coin, right?" The, the, in Rabbi Yosef's never, town, they'd say, "So what? Maybe he's an evid." Because they're, they're not careful about it, right? There, okay. there they allow a, an evid to accept. But what happened? He saw it in Rabbi Yosef's town, but the place where he gave the testimony was in Rabbi Yehuda's town. Rabbi Yehuda's town. If he says no, I was, I, I, he doesn't say where he saw it. He just said, "By the way, I saw someone collecting. He must be a coin." They're like, "Oh, Taka, you know, in our town, we're Taka careful. It must be really is a coin." And they didn't realize the place where he saw it wasn't in their town. It was in Rabbi Yossi's town, and that's the reason why he came to make that mistake. But at the end of the day, they, they cleared it up, and it didn't happen. Okay. No, they didn't, they didn't actually make him into a coin. Okay. Okay, next example that they, that they accept. Right, what's the other example? Um, that the, that this, the area where, where we're walking is called a Beis HaPras. What's a Beis HaPras? A Beis HaPras is an area where, uh, that where, uh, which is a burial ground, it's like a cemetery, and they plowed the area. So what happens in a place that's a burial ground and they plowed the area? So all of the remains of the people who are buried there are going to get kicked up by the plowing process. And the concern is that if, if, the, if, the, plow, if the cemetery was this big, right, it's a certain s- square footage or whatever, once you plow the area, the, it becomes a disbursement of all the, of the remains. And it can get to a much larger area where there's a concern there might be, you know, still like, you know, remnants of, of bones or bone fragments or whatever in that area. So... We need to know, and there's certain halachos that apply to Beis Hapras, you know, how, how a person walks through, we're going to see in a second, but the bottom line is, that's a, a concern for people becoming Tameh to walk through, uh, to walk through the Beis Hapras. So, uh, so the point is, can we rely on this person's testimony to say that this area is a Beis Hapras, right, that already is telling me that you have to be careful how you walk in that area. So the Gemara says like this, my Tama, so why, why do we believe this, this, again, this person who saw, the te- saw this when he was a child, and now he's a Godel, why do we trust his testimony? So also answer the Gemara, Beis Hapras, there are Right, the, base, the whole idea of a base pras is only an is only a, a you know a concern a derabanan concern. Why? Let's say a person is about to walk through a base pras. He's on his way to the base of mikdash to deliver a korban. And he just can't become tamei. So what does he do? So he has to blow like minapeach blow on the ground, and then he can walk through. Why is he blowing on the ground? He's blowing on the ground that if any bone fragments are around, they'll they'll get dispersed just by. Him blowing, and that way, therefore, he'll be able to walk through. Okay, that's not literally true. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't it's know. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, that's what they did. Yeah, but, but look, look at Rashi. Rashi says, "Bina on the left side. So Rashi says it's like fifteen lines in the bottom of the Rashi's. He says, Adam, The first one in the line is ro'ehu." So by blowing, he'll it'll kick up the thing enough that he'll be able to see it. If there's, if there's an actual bone. And Rashi points out, we're not worried about, generally a concept known as Tumas Ohel. If I walk, a person walks over 
you know, a, you know, a, a body part of a dead person, so you become tummy. But that's only true if there's a significant amount of the body left. If it's just a, a bone fragment, for example, the only way you become tummy is that you actually touch it. So the concern here is not that he's walking over a grave. That's not the concern. The concern is he might actually touch a bone fragment. So if he, if he goes like this and he looks and he sees there's nothing there, so he can continue to, to walk through. Um, back to the Gemara, Rabbi Yehuda bar Ami, Mishmed, Rabbi Yehuda Amar, Beis HaPras, Shen Nidash Tahor, Beis HaPras, that is Nidash, or actually says Nidash, Disha Rabba Berg Lime Harbe, right, it's been trampled, right, so then it's Tahor, my Taima, Yevshala Etzem, Kisaora, Shalom, Nidash Beregov, the people tramp, well, you know, there's a path that's been trod through that area, so now you don't have to worry that if there was any bone the right size that would make someone tame, it's already been trampled and been too small. It's already too small and not going to tell me a person. But the point being, the reason we treat, you know, a base of process this way, you could, be, you could just blow and walk through, or if it's trampled, you can walk through. The answer is because it's really, it's only, it's only a Darabana concern in the first place. It's not really concerning me. And that's why we trust this, uh, this person who's, who only made the testimony about it being a child to say this area is a base of process, this area is not base of process, because the whole concept of base of process is only a Darabana concept anyways. Okay. You're not really allowed to plow up the cemetery. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. But, but yeah. it happened. It happened. Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. It's it very happened, permissible. Right? It should be the Nivola Mace question. Yeah, yeah. So it should be a, it should be a problem to do so. But the bottom line is that, is that if it happened, that, that's yeah. what happened. Yeah. Um, okay. But Alkan Hayinu Ba'in B'Shabbos, and he also talks about how far they would walk on Shabbos. How can that be? Why is that testimony important? And why would be why would be accepted? Says Gemara Kasavar Tchumin Derabanan. Right again, there's an assumption that the Tchum Shabbos. That concept is only there, but it's actually machlokas. It's tchumin deraisa derabanan. Assuming tchumin derabanan, so that 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 question again could be answered by this person who saw the testimony when they were a child and now they're an adult. Because again, uh, it's only a derabanan type of testimony. Okay. Right. So now, what, what examples of things that we didn't trust? So we didn't trust him to say that this area was a place. Where they would, you know, give uh, give uh, you know uh, eulogies, etc. So we don't trust about that. Okay. So so why is it important that you know why are we not allowing the testimony of this guy about the the that uh, a eulogy took place in this area? So answer the follows. My time. Huh? What's the reason? Because afuki mamona Because this testimony lechora could prove that a person has died and therefore a yerusha needs to take place. Right? Um, who, who should be getting money? And that we're not going to do. We're not going to allow a person to be, um, to be motzi mamun from someone else based on the testimony of this person, again, who was a katan when they saw, when they, when they, uh, when they saw what they saw. Tanra banan, Nemana tinak lomar kach amrali ava, mishbacha zu tahora, mishbacha zu temeya. Right? So, uh, again, a, a child is, so we have a, a, a you know, a tosef that tells us that a, a tinak, a child, is believed to say, Right, my father told me this. This family is Tahor, This family is Tame. So Gemara says Tahor and Tamei. Sagat doesn't really Tahor and Tamei. There's no such thing. There's, there's nothing. There's nothing about Mishpacha that's Tahor. What does that mean? El Mishpacha zu Kesheira Mishpacha zu Psula. Right. Now this family is uh, has has good lineage, and this family doesn't have good lineage. V'sheachanu b'ktsatsa shall shall bas ploni leploni, and that we ate at the ktsatsa. Of Basploni Leploni. What is a Ketzatza? We're going to explain what Ketzatza is in a second. But he's going to say, if he wants to tell a story, a child can tell a story that he, you know, that he, um, by the way, 
Tinoch, Rashi says, is to tell when he's an older, when he's older, right? But it's, on the, it's, same, it's the same exact example. A person who saw someone when they're young, telling something about when they're older. So, um, so what's the, the Gemara explaining in a second what a katsatsa is? But we, he can say we ate, we ate there. Rishayin molichin chala umatanos leploni kohen. Or that we brought um, chala or other matanos kuna to this person who's a kohen, right? That we used to always go to Bob Cohen to bring him, uh, to bring him our, our, our truma. And he's believed to say that. Ade atzmo. Right? That's only true if he brought him himself. Not someone else took it. Meaning, you were told that someone was going to his house? That we don't believe. But if you say you brought it to his house, that's something else. And what if the person himself, giving the testimony, was not a child only, and then became a god, but was a non-Jew, and then had gears? What if the person was a non-Jew when they saw the testimony, and then they become Jewish? How do we accept them in that case? Not a child, it's just a guy who converted. Yeah, right. there's just a non-Jew who then converts. Um, or a person was an Eved and then became a free person, they're not believed. Okay? Right? Not believed to say a person had a pathway in this area or this person was eulogized in this place. Okay, why not? says, no, they are believed. So the Gemara says, Yochum hi, what's Rabbi Yochum relying on? He's Miko. And then the, he says, we believe all these people who, who saw these things. What, what's, he, what's he relying on? Or, or what's, he, what's he referring to when he says they're believed? Watch case. So Ilema, Seifa, if it's on the Seifa, the case, again, about being at the funeral of this person. So Afuka Mamono, that's going to be taking money from somebody. That we're not going to believe. So El Aresha, Right? So he must be going on the Reisha, right? So he says, he's talking about the case of the non-Jew, the Eved, who becomes a Jew. So what's the Machlokas between Yocham and Broka, or between those who allow this and those who don't? What, what, you know, Yocham and Broka and the Tanakama, what's the Machlokas about? So Tanakama Savar, Kevin, the Ovi Kuchavim, who, Lo Havadayik. So the, the, what do they say? He's a non-Jew, so he wasn't as careful. He doesn't know Halacha, so he doesn't know like, what... The, what to even pay attention to? That's not sensitive to the, to the things that matter to us. Rabbi Yochanan Mabroka Savar cave in the diet of the Iguye, Igure made the cover diet. Right? So he says, no, because he was, maybe, you know, he was on, on his way already interested in, in conversion, so he already is uh, a little more aware. So according to that Svar, though, that, that, that this whole thing would only apply if he was already thinking about conversion. Now, but a person who was 10 years before he ever considered converting, maybe it wouldn't, it wouldn't help. Okay, so what's my katsatsa? What's a katsatsa? A very perfect story to end. This parish that we talked so much about, about uh, Yichas. The Tanur Rabbanan. What's a Ketzatza? So what happens? There's a certain brother in a family who's marrying, marrying a woman who is, and this is a, a Kohen family, marrying a woman who's not appropriate for him. And the concern is that maybe she's a Mamzeris, or she's not, she's not appropriate to, uh, to marry. He's a Kohen? Uh, he's a Kohen, or maybe even not a Kohen, actually. But he's marrying someone who's bad Yichas, and there's a concern that she might be a Mamzeris. So what do they do? So they would, they would do, the family would take a big barrel of fruit and they would bring it to the, you know, the town square and smash the barrel in the front of the town square, in front of everybody. They would say, listen up. I want to tell you, we want to tell you that our brother is marrying a woman, it's bad yichas. We're nervous that maybe his children will not get mixed up with our children. Right? I want you to take 
fruit now, take something and be a reminder that he should never have a mixing between his, his children and our children. There's a big, a big to-do. And they would make this statement that this person's marrying someone who's not appropriate and I want you all to know that. And so that way, no one should marry into his family and no one should marry into, you know, we, none of us should marry with him. And this way, it would be obvious to everyone this happened. The point being, this big show is the type of thing that children would notice. And giving out fruits, the Mephrash point out, fruits are something that children would like. It's like giving out candies. And, oh yeah, we'd all remember this. It's like this big uh, event that took place. And that was the way of everyone knowing that they, uh, you know, that, that, you know um, that this was true. And so if a child, if a person was a child, said, I remember when I was seven years old and this happened, yeah, there was a tzatzah in my town about this guy, my, my neighbor down the block. So that was the type of thing that he remember, and that's the type of uh, testimony that would be trusted. Okay? That's the second parak. We'll pick up with Dav Chavtes next week.